What is a disaster? What is a catastrophe in Canadian terms when we talk about the impact of the changing climate? What we define as a catastrophe is changing in this country. You know, put your mind back to 1998. An ice storm in eastern Canada caused widespread damage, a billion dollars in insured damage, actually. And, and that was viewed at the time in 98 as a statistical outlier. And that that record, it held for a long time until 2013, when flooding in Calgary eclipsed that. And then quickly after that, we had the 2016 wildfire in Fort McMurray. That's $4 billion in insured damage. And the flooding in British Columbia earlier this season may yet eclipse that again. We need a permanent shift in perspective in what is a disaster, says my next guest. Glenn McGillery is a professor at York University and an expert in disaster and emergency management. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Alan. Why, why do we need to change our perspective when we start talking about catastrophe? Well, I think things are really changing in Canada. They're changing quickly. I've been working with the data for several decades, and I remember a time when we'd get our share of disasters, but they're pretty small and manageable. But as you noted there, um, we're seeing more of these. They're coming closer together. They're getting really costly. They're very disruptive. And with climate change, it's only going to get worse going forward. So the, the way we tend to frame these in terms of, you know, I put the blame on myself as, as anybody in terms of the media, we tend to frame these as one-off extraordinary events, but the evidence, as you say, shows us that it's not the case anymore. So how do we begin to think about it and talk about it in a different way? Well, I think uh, this is a great start. Um, uh, you know... When, when we view these things as being unique and one-offs, we treat them in a very different way. And it also gives the powers that be, uh, it gets them off the hook for not preparing. Oh, this was just too big. Oh, nobody ever saw this coming. Oh, what couldn't have done anything about it anyway. We see, we hear these things all the time, but we know that we can pre-plan for these things. We know that we can put institutions in place to deal with them beforehand, before it hits the fan. Uh, we could put um, pre-disaster planning into place. We could put pre-disaster financing into place. We could have a more permanent institution instead of just leaning on the military, for example. Um, there are lots of things we can do before um, the storm comes, before the flood comes, so that we're prepared and that we can act right away and uh, mitigate the damage from getting worse and, uh, and get people back on their feet again a lot faster. You mentioned the military, the Canadian forces being deployed in British Columbia and on the East Coast recently. Does that add to that sense of, well, this is extraordinary, we've got to bring in the military? I mean, should we start thinking about some kind of more permanent rapid response to domestic issues of, you know, floods and so on? Absolutely. Um, it, it puts a whole different mindset on it. And, you know, I have to say that using the military is not an entirely bad idea. And they've been doing a great job. I don't want to uh, malign them, but um, it's not sustainable. And if you think back during the height of the Afghanistan conflict, when armed forces was stretched to the limit, or you think at times when they were hit with big uh, budget cuts, what happens if we get that huge earthquake on the West Coast, for example, during these times when the military is just not available, when they're not there? Um, it's not sustainable to use the, the military, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. We need something like, like the U.S. has with the Federal Emergency Management Agency, uh, full of professional emergency managers, professional responders 
that could react whenever a, a premier of a province uh, requests them. And, um, you know, they can get in there. Not only can they do recovery uh, and, um, and, and that sort of thing, but they, they have programs to help uh, mitigate these things to begin with, to put plans in place to begin with, um, and, and other things as well. So I think we really have to move towards a more permanent uh, organization here in Canada. Obviously, there's a lot of strain on the country's finances. We're trying to get ourselves out of this pandemic. And just politically, my, my sense is that by saying, okay, we're going to dedicate all these resources to you know, future disasters and future catastrophes, you know, it is an admission of failure that I'm not sure that the political will is there for that. Well, it always comes down to political will. I mean, we could do so much better on so many fronts when it comes to disasters if political will were only to change. But, uh, you know, the, the, the cost of, of these things might be up there, but the cost of inaction is much, much greater, particularly with climate change. And we really have to get on this. Uh, we ain't seen nothing yet. And, uh, you know, with, with climate change in the future, who knows what else uh, is, is to come down the road. All right, let's get you a seat at the table at the federal cabinet meeting right now. What are you saying to the prime minister? What are you saying to the government of Canada needs to happen right away? Well, I think one of the things is already being worked on. That's a national adaptation strategy, a national climate change adaptation strategy. Um, this is a great thing because uh, not only does it take um, kind of disaster risk reduction into consideration, but it can takes into consideration a lot of other things like uh, like planning for um, different impacts on different sectors of the economy. So helping the forestry industry along, the fisheries industry along, um, helping small communities that don't have the resources to deal with these disasters and with climate change and things like that. Um, this adaptation strategy is going to be all encompassing. It's going to be not just about what the federal government has to do in the, in, in the view of all this, but what everybody else has to do and how we can all work together. So that's coming down the pipe. Um, in this last government, they took public safety and emergency preparedness Canada and they split it off into two portfolios. So now it's public safety on one side. So that's policing, you know, RCMP, things like that. And then they have emergency preparedness on the other side. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Does, you know, are they going, do they have a plan to uh, maybe make um, emergency preparedness more you know, more broad based and are they planning to have a FEMA type of agency? We don't know, but I'd really like to suggest that we think about having an agency like that. I think it would be a really good start um, to, to planning ahead and thinking about what's coming down the road the next time around. Well, Glenn, it's inevitable that it will happen again and hopefully we can begin to be more prepared. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Alan. Glenn McGilvery is the Managing Director of the Institute for Catastrophic Loss Reduction and a Professor of Disaster and Emergency Management at York University.